This is another episode of the Doug Saravo Show, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting. Here is my good friend, Austin Schoening, as we discuss the New Jersey Devils. All right, we are back on the Doug Saravo Show. I have Austin Schoening via telephone to discuss the New Jersey Devils. We are at the 60-game mark. Devils are looking pretty bad, don't you think, Austin, besides Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt? Um, probably not not the best. Um, I think he was better than the last – what we talked last time, like the halfway point? Of the yeah, the halfway so, point. So after the, after we talked last time, they kind of went on a little bit of a run where they played you know pretty well for a while, and then you know the last week or so it's kind of been going the other way again. Um uh, encouraging, encouraging individual performances. You don't, you don't see the team results yet, but individually, um, we're starting to see the players that are going to be a part of the core um, start to shine, which, I, I, which was the point of this season. But you definitely would have liked them uh, to push for a playoff spot later in the year. Obviously, they're they're very far out of it, and they've been out of it since uh, since December. Um, but individually, uh, we have some bright spots for sure. All right, let's start with Jesper Bratt. You talked about, I think it was the first episode where you want, where you said you want to see him get to that 60-point mark. He leads the team in points. He has 65 points in 61 yeah. games, mm-hmm. 22 goals, 43 assists. How important was it for him to have this season besides you, before you say goodbye, Jesper? Yeah, I, I I believe I said that if he wasn't hovering in that 50 to 60 point range, like I was ready to move on from him. Um, I, I think the reason why I said that is that you, you knew that, that a player of his caliber had the potential to, to do what he's doing this year. We've seen it, um, you know, a couple of years he started off hot and then slowed down or he would start off slow and then pick it up towards the end. Uh, his rookie year was obviously hot out of the gate and then slowed down and then the a uh, year before COVID, he was started slow, but then before the COVID uh, pause, he started to uh, to pick it up. He's had a fantastic year. I think that it was important for the Devils to see that this is a core piece. A you know, the Devils are are very deficient in wingers, and it's good to see that they do look like they have a top six winger of the future uh, in Jesper Bratt. And then also for him financially, it was really important because he he was taking a task by. But Fitzgerald last time, and you didn't get a you know contract that was all that great last time because he was a player that underperformed uh, for a couple of years. Um, but you know we're probably going to see him get a pretty significant extension uh, at the end of the year. What would you say that pay range will be between? It's a good question. Um, I'm not a hundred. I, I want to say you'd like to see it under seven million. Um, I, I think I think you can get away with that. Um, Jack Hughes obviously was in the 8 million range when he signed his extension. Um, Jesper obviously was not a first overall pick. He's also not a center. Um, so I think that you probably can sneak that in around this, the, you know, the, the seven range. I think if, if it's seven or less, I think it's an absolute win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It was even in the, you know, seven and a half range. He's a good player. He's young. He's dynamic. Um, he works really well with Jack. He works really well with Nico. Those are your two franchise players. You know that, you know, you can kind of be interchangeable between the two. So he's going to work with either of them. Uh, so obviously it's a very important piece. Um, but I would, I would like to see him signed um, to as long as they, you know, they possibly can. I don't, I want to avoid a bridge deal. I don't want to see anything, you know, three to five years. Definitely, definitely um, the, the full eight year extension, hopefully. Yeah. Especially the way he stepped up this year, that shows we have a bright future ahead of us besides okay. all the, the mishaps earlier in the season. Yeah, he's been, he was pretty consistent after, I believe one of the first games he got sat this year. Uh, one of the first ones he was, he got benched and then he's been their most consistent player all year. Um, you know, Jack, Jack's been really good too, obviously, but he went on a little bit of a burner for a while, which is where his points came from. But, you know, Jesper has been pretty consistent the entire year. Um, this is exactly what we want to see from him. I mean, he's over a point per game. You're, you're hoping that if they continue it up, well, we have, uh, I think, uh, 16 games left. Yeah, um, we're at so the, it's probably... uh, I think we're at the 66 point, uh, 66 game mark. Yeah, 66. So there's 16 games left. Um, you're going to figure that, that he's going to be hovering around that point per game pace um, throughout the uh, throughout the next 16 games. So, no, you really couldn't have asked for more than him. 
um, you know, like let's just say, you know, about 30, 50, 30 goals, 50 assists. That is, that's an elite level player. Um, it's good to see that he was able to get to that next step because I think we've seen that in him for a couple of years now, but he hasn't been able to get to it. But it looks like, um, it looks like we're there now and hopefully he can continue this uh, throughout the rest of his career. All right, another guy that you were talking about reached the 60-point mark was our captain, Nico Heischer. He's currently at 47 points in 57 games, 18 goals, 29 assists. Is this what you wanted to see from Nico in 57 games? And do you think oh, yeah. hitting a 30-goal mark within the next few years is going to be a key part for this franchise? I think him getting around 30 goals is probably something that he will do a couple of times. I don't think he's going to be consistent at, at 30 goals. Um, he's definitely shot the puck more this year. Uh, he's, he's dominated offensively more than he has in the past. Um, based on his, his stats right now, um, over an 82-game pace, that is 67 points. Um, that is – I asked for 60, and his, his per-game rate right now is – 67 and that's also if you're taking the fact that he went a long what do you have three goals in the first 21 games or something like that yeah it wasn't he wasn't lighting up the score sheet he wasn't lighting up the score sheet and he's also played with bums the entire year for the most part too just when about. jack was it yeah he was playing he was, I mean, some of these guys have had good years but you know um in, in 2022 playing with you know jimmy vc pretty consistently um for a top six center um for your, you know, a number one overall pick, that's probably not saying for success, um, but he's he did well with it. And if you look at his his last, he's been over a point per game player his last 20, 25 games. He's been really, really good. Um, if he can, if he, if this is what we're going to see, if this is what his career's going to continue to be, what we've seen the last 25, 30 games, I think you'd be very happy with that. He's gotten way too much, you know, hate, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he's not going to be he's not going to be Jack Hughes offensively he's not going to be Connor McDavid Austin Matthews that's not the kind of player he ever was going to be and you know I think we can pretty matter of factly say that now he's probably not going to be a point per game player too many years um, but he's very he's solid he's very consistent um, if he can fill in as a consistent second line center I think that um, you know I think a lot of teams would would sign up for someone of his caliber to be their second line center uh, for that you know for their prime of their career uh, he's been really, really good. Very solid two-way game. And, uh, you know, I really couldn't have asked much more from him this year, all things considered, considering he started off slow and also hasn't had ideal line mates for most of the year, which is something that has to be addressed in the offseason, obviously, um, either through free agency or, you know, bringing up a couple of guys that have a little bit of offensive pop from, from Utica. Um, that, that's the next step for the Devils. The wingers need to be improved. Yeah, because a lot of people, like, you can see it on Facebook, Twitter, a double fan group. They talk about how Nico isn't like Sidney Crosby. He doesn't put up all these goals. But what Nico does have is he's a dirty player. He gets into those – he gets into the spots, the places that many people may not get into. So how yeah, do you feel does. like – how do you feel about Nico as that type of player? Well, he always works his ass off, and I think that's, that's exactly what you want to see in a captain. Um, if he's – like I said, mentioned earlier, he's on pace for about 67 over 82. If he's in that 60 to 70 point range uh, throughout his, the rest of his career, you really couldn't ask for much more than that. Have a second line center someone that, that gets into the dirty areas that consistently blocking shots. Like he's, he's already a couple times throughout his career been injured from, from, you know, blocking shots. This guy is, is not soft for uh for, you know, for a number one overall pick. That's, that's as offensively gifted as he is. He, he gets into the dirty areas. Um, I think that's something we all need to move away from now is that, you know, he was the number one overall pick. Um, you know, you don't want to look at who else was picked in that range because I don't think it's, you know, I think it's pointless at this point. Um, you know, I, I think we should be, we should all be very happy with, with what, with what he does and what he will continue to bring to this team. Yeah. He's a leader. He may not be putting up 50 goals a year, but you could look at a guy like Sidney Crosby. He's not into the dirty plays getting into you know, the, the fiascos. If he gets hit, he's going to complain to the referees. Nico's not like that. Nico's into yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I would probably still take Sidney Crosby, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, yeah, no, I, I know what the point you're making is. And now that we see that Jack Hughes is probably going to be that elite offensive first-line center, I think Nico, be, you know, being a 60-, 70-point player and, uh, you know, 
being on the, the penalty kill, getting into the dirty areas, leading by example. I think that that's that's the kind of player we need. Um, you know, thankfully we have Jack, so Nico doesn't have to be the star offensively on this team, which I think he'll excel in. Because I don't think that if we had if we didn't have Jack Hughes and Nico would have you know been relied on offensively every night, I think that you know there'd be a lot. You know, there'd be a lot more question questioning towards him, but he doesn't have to do that. If he if he keeps up what he's been doing the last 25, 30 games, uh, you're not going to ask much more at a player like him. So last Wednesday, the video resurfaced. It came out again. It was at the Rangers draft party when mm-hmm. Martin Brodeur, the greatest goal, the greatest goaltender of all time, mm-hmm. announced from the U.S. developmental program. Jack mm-hmm. Hughes. All the Ranger fans are cheering because they got Capo Caco. And we, mm-hmm. we got Jack Hughes. So how thrilled are you that Jack Hughes will be a New Jersey Devils for the next eight years, posting this season after getting her 54 points in 46 games, 24 goals, 30 assists. So who's cheering now, Austin? Oh yeah, we're definitely the ones cheering. Um, in this in this case with with Jack, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, if you know, especially the first six games after he got hurt, he wasn't really himself. Um, so you're probably looking at someone that was, if, if he played the entire year, probably in the ninety to hundred point range, pretty easily. Um, no, you, you got to be thrilled with what we've seen from him. Also, a lot of people were were mocking the Devils earlier this year when they they signed him to that you know, eight-year contract. Basically, you know, a lot of the talking heads were like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't done it yet. You know, why are we paying these guys, for, you know, right off the bat before they prove anything? Well, we just shoved it up everyone's face this year. Um, 54 points in 46 games. Um, that, I, I believe that's probably in the 95, 97-point pace. That <laughs> When's the last time we had that with Hall that one year? Just about. Before, and then, yes, and then before that, you, you know, Parise years ago. Um, so, you know, th- this is a legitimate elite offensive player. I think that he's going to be a top five center in the league very shortly if he isn't already. Um, this is an elite, elite, elite player. All we need to do for him, and, and mind you, um, and nothing against Dawson Mercer and, and Sharon Govich, but he's, he's putting up these points with, with guys that, you know, a lot of other people wouldn't be putting up these points with. For sure, and I think Jack has the ability – to be a forty goal scorer consistently posting ninety points, I think I think the Devils have a star in the making, and they really haven't had that in God knows when. Yeah, I mean, especially considering you know we have our, the stud in Utica that's going to be probably playing on his wing, sniping for many years in in uh, in Alex Holtz. Um, you know, Jack is probably going to be pretty consistently in the ninety to hundred point range uh, for the next eight years at least throughout his contract. No, it, it's really good. The Devils are in a really good spot with that. Um, you know, Jack being – the contract's going to look like a discount. I mean, if they would have waited till the end of this year, you're probably looking more at the, the 9 to $10 million range um, in terms of his contract, which, you know, we want the Devils to be a Stanley Cup contender. And, you know, every million or two counts um, against the, you know, against the cap when you're – when you have as many good players as uh, typically the, the Stanley Cup contenders do um, – he signed a really good contract and he's going to be considered underpaid for most of it. Um, no, we definitely, definitely luck out. Um, you know, I don't think the book's written on Capo Caco yet, but I think that we can see, we definitely got the better player no matter what happens to him. I agree with that, Austin. So those are the three main players I wanted to focus on, which were Jack, Nico and Jesper. Now I want mm-hmm. to talk about your boy. For now, Pavel Zaka, is he oh, yeah. is he done in New Jersey? Yeah, he's done. He's done. Um, I don't think there's really a spot for him anywhere. I think that I, I I wonder if he didn't get hurt before the trade deadline. If it was if it was more likely that he would have got dealt. Um, it seemed like Vancouver and Montreal were interested in him based on some of the reports that were out there. Um, I'm ready to move on from him. Uh, he's not a top six player, and I don't think that he is willing to work his ass off or, you know, get in the dirty areas when that you need to be able to do as a third or fourth liner. We need to move on from him. That, that's about it. Um, you know, we had a, we, we've given him a lot of leash uh, for many, many years now. Um, 
he has 28 points in 56 games. Um, that's about, you know, mid to low 40s, maybe 20-ish goals. It's okay. It's okay, but we need to do better. I think we can do better and and that we will do better. I don't think that, uh, you know, you can't have two Ferraris like, like Jack Hughes and, and Nico Heischer and then, you know, bring some – you know, some shitbox <laughs> to be on their, on the side. Um, you know, Zaka, you know, good luck wherever you go next. Um, thank you for your time here, but definitely, definitely time to move on and, and to look into the different places. Uh, we have guys within the system that, that can fill in his spot right now. So I'm, I'm not really concerned with, uh, with him going somewhere else and popping off. I think we've, we've seen enough of him. Yeah. And I'm looking at his numbers. It's like he took a step back this year and all yeah. all time he's a negative sixty two, and that's that, that's not gonna cut it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year he looked like he might have taken that next step. He led the team in points and, and I believe goals as well. Um, it, it just hasn't clicked for him, and I think that I don't think that it will at this point. Um, I, I, he's been in the league for six years now. He's played when he was playing. He was playing a lot with Tisha and Brad. Um, I, I don't think it's ever going to, it's going to work for him here. Uh, like I said, he's a decent player. He is a decent player. Um, his point totals aren't terrible. Um, but when you look at somebody, you, you just know that the devils can do better in their top six. And like I said, him on a third line or definitely not a fourth line, but him on a third line where you need to grind it out a little bit. He's not, he's not that type of player. He's, he's very soft for six, three. So no, definitely, definitely time to move on. Um, I think another team will will happily take them, you know, him in, in their top six. A team that you know is uh, lacking on wingers, which we are too, but we need to find better. So there was a guy that's there was a player, and he came out and said that I want to be here. I believe I am part of I am part of the solution here, and that is Damon Severson. How important is it for us to extend him, and where do you feel like Damon fits on this organization? I mean, as uh, a number one defense, like he's a really good defenseman on a on a second pairing. Uh, he's played really good this year. He's he's put up a lot of points too, uh, thirty seven points in sixty four games. That's that's pretty damn good for a defenseman. Uh, you know, especially one that um, for a majority of the season wasn't getting on the top power play because Hamilton was there. Um, you know, this, this is, it, it would be important to, to sign him. Um, if you look at the point totals, um, him and Hampus Lindholm, who just got signed, I, I believe it was eight years, uh, six and a half million, or was it seven years in Boston? Yeah, I think it was eight and eight and a half. Yeah, eight, eight, yeah, eight and six and a half, I think, right? Yeah. That, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's probably a contract that you probably look, I don't know if it'll be eight years, um, but it, it, it could be eight years, but that's six and a half million dollar range. I think that's pretty pretty spot on for him. He's a really solid player. I don't, if you, if you trade him, you need to be getting excellent value. Um, I, I think that we're next year, we're ready to push for a playoff spot. Um, you know, you, if you get rid of him, you're significantly worse right off the bat. So I don't think, I, I never saw the point in getting rid of him unless we got a ridiculous offer. Um, I, I thought maybe it was possible that, that, you know, one of the teams that were hungry for a defenseman, one of the playoff contenders this year, maybe would, would overpay for him with, uh, you know, first round. Like I wouldn't have taken if I wasn't getting a first round pick, an NHL player, and one of the top prospects in the organization. I wouldn't even consider trading him. He's a really, really good player. He's very solid. Um, I think the gaffs. He, he's definitely gaff prone. Um, I, I think that that you know that just gets talked about a little bit too much. They don't happen that often, and they just they look bad. So you know, people obviously will will mock him for that. But he's a really good player. He's been consistent for us for many years, and I think now that. Um, now that we have Dougie, uh, he's 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 gonna be slotted correctly on this team. He doesn't need he's not a first pairing defenseman. On a playoff team, I definitely think he's a second pairing defenseman. And I think it would be I think it'd be it would be wise for for uh for Fitzgerald to extend him. And I think he could probably say that this team's ready to go off. So it'd probably be you know good for him too. All right, so we, we still we still have PK Subban. Um mm -hmm. he's a free agent next year. Nine million right now. Would you would you take him back if it's like in the two million, four million dollar range? 
No, no, I, I think it's time to move on from him as well. Um, I, I don't think he's played particularly bad. Uh, I just think that there's younger guys in the system that we can that we can utilize on the, the third pairing as opposed to PK. Um, yeah, no, he, he, he's been his first year was the worst one by far. He's been OK the second and third year. I, I think once we realized that he was not the player that we thought we traded for, um, everyone's been a, a little bit calmer towards him. But no, I, I don't think I'm not particularly interested in bringing him back at any price. I, I think that there's a couple guys in the AHL that can that can come up and and play third pairing minutes and we can see what we have. Um, He's not part of the future, PK. So I, I don't. I don't have any interest in bringing him back. And it's mostly because he is. He's past his prime. If this was a PK from five years ago when he was in Montreal, yeah, of course no, that would have been. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's past his prime, and I think that you know PK's issue is that he's not a great skater. And I think as you get older, <clears throat> you can't. You know, the, the game is sped up so much from when he was in his mm-hmm. prime. Um, so he's not able to keep up with guys now. Even on the you know the third pairing, uh, listen, he could be a he could be a good third pairing defenseman somewhere. Uh, I just think that in the double situation where we're looking to be younger and we're looking to be faster, and I don't think he fits in with the style of play that the Devils have nowadays. So again, he was he was he was okay the last two years. The first year he was pretty brutal. Uh, the last two years, he's been okay, um, but I think we have players in the system that can fill in for him right away. All right, so let's talk about our starting goaltender at the moment, mm-hmm. Nico Dors. He is eight and eight in eighteen games, goals against over three. Um, do you feel like this is a guy that can compete for this spot with Mackenzie Blackwood if everything works well with Mackenzie, or do you think the Devils are going to go out and try again to sign a veteran goalie? I I would assume the favorite could be Braden Holpe from from what I see, or do you think it's going to be Blackwood and Dawes moving forward? Um, I think the Devils will sign a veteran goaltender. I'm I'm not interested in Braden Holpe at all. Um, <clears throat> it, again, that's that's just more age related. Uh, the quickest way for the Devils to be good would be for Mackenzie Blackwood to be the goaltender that I think a lot of us thought he was. Um, he didn't play well this year, but we knew that we know now that he had some pretty severe peel issues and was probably playing injured for the entire year. Um, Nico Dawes, I think he has filled in nicely. I think that he looks better to us than he really has been because John Gillies is, was, you know, a disaster. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, you know, if you look at the stats, if the Devils had a an average goaltender this year, um, you know, we'd be probably really close to pushing for that eighth spot. We probably would miss out, but we'd be much closer than we are now. Yeah, we would. Um, so it, it's definitely very important for the Devils to address goaltender. Um, I think Nico Dawes has been okay uh, for a 21-year-old. I mean, most most NHL goaltenders nowadays, you're not really giving them a consistent heavy workload until they're, what, 23 24, 25. I mean, look at Shesterkin. He was a rookie when he was 25. Unless you're Marty. Um, unless you're Marty. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't really happen nowadays. Um, you know, goalies take a, goalies take time. Uh, so it's important for the Devils because uh, drafting a goaltender usually takes, you know, four or five years for them to become a starter after their draft year. And you're already digging into a lot of these players' primes. Uh, so it's important for the Devils to either find someone via trade, via a free agent signing, or Hopefully, and I think the easiest way to rectify this would be for Blackwood to play well. I think he's still capable of it. Um, I think that I w- if when Blackwood is fully healthy next year, I do think it's very important, one, for one of the guys in the AHL to, to be at training camp, you know, to, to push. Either that be Schmid or, or Dawes. And I think it's also important that we sign a legitimate veteran goaltender to push as well. Um, you know, obviously Crawford retired that, you know, that sucked. Bernier, um, I thought played okay when he, you know, maybe wasn't in the groove and then obviously had the injury. Um, he's not going to be relevant next year. He has the, the, you know, the same injury that pretty much knocked out Corey Schneider's career. So I'm not, even, you know, over 30 goaltender with a hip injury. I'm not, even, you know, the guy, that's it moving on. Um, definitely important to get 
some goaltending in here. And I think that's why, uh, you know, I always, you know, it, it sucks to see Dawes get working to the ground like this because it's, it's not fair of him to really even be up here right now. No, um, it's not. But it's not fair. But, um, you know, these guys, like, you know, you have guys like Brad and Hughes and Beecher and Mercers playing so well this year, and they're not getting rewarded because no matter what they do, uh, you know, the guy in the, in the crease is on a four, five, six, seven goals a night. And that was what was happening with Gillies. Gillies was getting mm-hmm. thrashed every night. So they didn't really have a shot unless they were scoring seven goals. The, off- the Devils offense has been really, really good this year. And yes. I don't think people realize that. The offense has been legitimately good this year. The goal And the defense hasn't been that bad either. It's the goaltending has been horrendous. Um, so it's very important. Hopefully Black would be healthy. I think that, you know, it- it's definitely important to bring another veteran. I haven't scoured too much, you know, who's going to be available. Um I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, you're, we're probably looking at another top five pick. Um, I, I don't think – I don't. I can't think of a goaltender I'd want to trade a top five pick for. I would be open to trading that, you know, that pick depending on where it landed uh, for something, if, if you know, something of value, be it, you know, whether it be a, a veteran goal scorer or, uh, or a goaltender. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It, it's going to be really important for them to figure that out because I think this team's ready to start moving along now. Um, especially considering the fact that next year you're going to have Holtz. The year after that, you'll probably have Luke. Like, we're bringing – there's going to be a lot of significant pieces coming in here in the next couple of years that are going to be ready to, to go. So we need to we need to figure out the crease. All right, Otherwise, so, you're doing a disservice. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I want to know how you feel about this because I've been – this is how I feel. So we know how mm-hmm. we know how Blackwood felt about the vaccine. We know how – he was playing injured with his hip, trying to figure out if he needed surgery or something like that in the beginning of like training camp. But I always mm-hmm. felt like he was pl- he was placed in a situation where he shouldn't have been too early. Because going into that season, I think it was 18-19 or 19-20, mm-hmm. Corey was supposed to be the guy. It was supposed to be Corey yeah. as the starter. And black yeah, that was um, the backup. Yeah, and, that was nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, that was nineteen twenty. That was the game where. Um, mm-hmm. for, I mean, Corey got injured right off the bat. That's yeah, we had the Winnipeg well, game. The game against, yeah, the Winnipeg game. We Corey lo- got hurt right away. We were leading yeah. four nothing, and we lose mm-hmm. five to four in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Schneider went down to injury, and mm-hmm. Blackwood basically became the starter. So, would you yeah. say that he was placed in a situation where? He wasn't really supposed to be the guy just yet. Yeah, definitely. I think I don't think that can be argued. I think it, like similar to what's happening with Dawes right now, uh, just by necessity, they had to play Blackwood. Um, they ran him into the ground last year. He was playing all the time because they didn't have a legitimate backup. And I, I think that's what that's why you see the teams that perform well throughout the year, except if you're the Rangers because Gorgiev is terrible. Um, but. <laughs> Well, I guess when you have Shesterkin, you make up for it. But you need yeah. to have legitimate – you need to have two legitimate goaltenders nowadays. You know, it's not the days of Marty where, where you know, your goaltenders be playing 65, 70 games. You need to have a legitimate backup goaltender to play 30, 35 games. And the Devils haven't had that in several in several years now. Um, Schneider never had a good backup. Um, when Kincaid started playing well, Schneider was not playing well. So – you know, we've ne- we haven't had a good one-two punch, um, you know, probably since that, what, since 11-12 with, with Marty and Hedberg? Yeah, Marty and Moose. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's probably the last time that we had a solid one-two punch. Unless you um, consider but... Marty and Corey in 13-14. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. That's that's true, too. That was a pretty good one-two punch, but that was that was mostly Corey. Marty didn't play well that year. Um, yeah. But, um, no, yeah, you, we really haven't had it. Uh, that's definitely something that needs to be figured out. Um, you need one. You need Blackwood to be hopefully be a, a quality starter. Two. You need someone to back him up that's going to be playing well too. Yeah, because goaltending is the most most position most important position in hockey. If you look at it, look at these teams that win the Stanley Cups. They had great yeah, goaltending. Yeah, yeah, they always have great goaltending. I mean, if you look at the the Rangers too, um, you know, if you look at their numbers, they're not like a quarter of the team that they are without the way that Shesterkin plays. Like, you know, if you, if you threw on, you know, two average goaltenders on them, you, like where would they be? They'd probably be mm-hmm. fighting for a playoff spot right now instead of fighting for a division. 
so you can see how important goaltending is. And, you know, as, as Devils fans, we didn't have to worry about goaltending for a very, very long no, time. No, so we didn't. We had, we had Marty. Yeah, it's a little strange. to, And then after Marty, we had three really good years of Corey um, before he got hurt. So, you know, we never really had to worry about this. It was, it was mostly the offense that we had to worry about. Yeah, now that's we all we were talking about was goals for Corey. Yeah. When are we going to score? Yeah, goals for Corey. Yeah, if we, if we have Corey Schneider now of, of, you know, seven years ago, we'd, be, we'd probably be a playoff team. Can you recall the backups that Marty had? Oh, a couple of them. So, uh, the, the best one was Scott Clemenson, probably, for a long time. Chris Terreri back in the 90s. Uh, Clemenson. Uh, Jan Denis. Oh, yeah. I remember was, the, was the backup. Um, Kevin Weeks. Hedberg was the back- Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks. Yeah, Kevin Weeks was well, – well, Kevin Weeks was the backup to Marty when he got hurt that year, and then they brought up Clemenson from the AHL, and then Clemenson wound up t- stealing the show that one year, and they wound up getting yeah. a contract in Florida. Uh, no, I mean – yeah, you know, they haven't had, you know, they never, they didn't really need to worry about that. They knew Marty was going to play 60 games. Um, you know, just just plug someone in. And the Devils had good teams back then. So if you had, if you had, you would survive with the backup playing, you know, 10 to 15 games. Yeah, Hedberg. Uh... Yeah, Hedberg, Clemenson, Weeks, Denis, Terrari back in the day. Um Oh, um, Ariel Ohonen, I think that was his name. I forgot. It's been such a long time. That was a really long one. Um, yeah, that that's it, the game's different now. The game's very different now. So you know, you need to you need to have a, a backup goaltender that can play anywhere from thirty to thirty-five games at least. So we have our core in place. We have we got Dougie, we got mm-hmm. Hughes, we got Nico, we got Jesper. We got you could add in Severson, Mercer. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that one piece that this team is missing that you know you could say you know what we might go all the way this year? I think we are missing. Obviously, we're missing goaltender. I think we are missing a legitimate goal scoring winger. I think that. Jack and Jesper are just really good players that they just happen to score goals. I don't think they're goal scorers. Um, I think that, and I think that's going to be what, what Holtz winds up being. Um, I think that they need someone to be a consistent 30 goal scorer, like Paul Mary was for us for, for uh, a while. Um, that, and then another, probably another defenseman on the back end, um, Hamilton, Severson, Great. And Siegenthal was really good this year, too. That was a that was a good surprise that he's been as good as he, he was. Uh, they could probably use another guy in the back end. Um, hopefully Ty Smith picks it up next year. Otherwise, we, you know, we might be having a different conversation about him at some point, too. Um, but um, def- I think the, big, the, the biggest glaring issue is goaltender. And I think second after that is a legitimate sniper. And I think that's Holt. Um, but Hopefully, I think bringing up Holtz it will be important. I think either through frenzy or trade, I think getting another guy that can that can score consistently will be important. Because right now, um, you have Jack, you have Nico, you have Brett, and then I think Mercer will will stick at wing for a while now. Uh, Sharon Govich has played okay this year. Um, I'm not totally sold on him being a, a top six player. I think that again. I think he could do better, and he he plays in the dirty areas as opposed to Zaka. So he's someone that could succeed on a third line and score goals. Um, I think that you need to you need to look at bringing up you know bringing up Holtz next year, obviously, and then maybe maybe via trade or free agency bringing in somebody that can uh, that can play with you, Jack and Nico. All right. So if Orson Schoening was general manager of this team, what does he do on draft day? And what does he, or even days before the draft, if it's a good pick, you know what, I'm going to call up this GM and say, I'll give you this for that guy. And what would he do on free agency? Well, I think that, you know, in, in terms of the pick, I think the Devils have made enough picks. Unless they somehow, walk, like, you know, if they fall into the first pick again, obviously you'll pick the player, um, you know, or if, if worse comes to worse, if we have, if you know, if we have a top five pick and we have to actually make a make a pick, uh, this is a player that can eventually be included in a trade. Um, I don't really know exactly who I go after. I don't really know who's available. Um, we never usually know until you know until the reports start coming out. Um, it's it's hard to to trade for young guys with term. 
that that would be the most important thing. I'm not I'm not trading for for anybody uh, like in you know in Hall's situation where you know we had him for three years and then lost him on you know to free agency, or we well we we traded him before he got to free agency because he wasn't going to sign here. Um, you want someone within the age age range of our of our prime, so I would say no more than 26, 27, uh, with term. That's who I would consider trading for if we wind up having a top five pick. Uh, in terms of free agency, depending on. Austin. Oh, okay. I lost you for a second there. Yeah, it happens. Verizon. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, I was saying, in terms of <laughs> in terms of free agency, I'm not. Are you familiar with any of the free agents this year? I know. For, I was saying, I know Forsberg is a free agent, but I don't think that's. Uh, I know Malkin that, I is one. I know you no, got you got a lot of yeah, goalies no. out there. Um, yeah. I could pull. Yeah, up. I was. The, yeah, the best one, the, the most interesting one would be Forsberg, but I think in ter- I think the money's going to be a lot for him. I don't think he's I don't think he's a guy that's worth eight million, which I think he might command on the market. I mean, you got Drew, uh, Kessel, Latang, Bergeron, Kessler, Gaudreau, Radulov, Erickson. Yeah, I'm not interested really in any of them. The only one I'd be interested, in, you know. Is is it Gaudreau a free agent already? Isn't that next year or is is it this year? Uh, yeah, it says uh, this year UFA. Oh well, if he's a UFA this year. Um, he's a really good player and he's been fantastic this year. But one again, I, I, we we have enough guys on on the smaller side, so I'm, I, I would I would probably go in a different direction. Um, I, I think we I think we have our core pieces. I, I think we're more looking for filling players. I, I'm not really particularly interested in signing somebody you know seven eight nine ten million dollars from free agency uh, we did that last year with dougie which we desperately needed on the back end um i think we need some some fill-in players guys that can play jack's gonna make anyone he plays with better so i'm not really looking to bring in somebody that you know i'm not looking to bring in somebody eight nine ten million because we're gonna eventually get into cap trouble if we do that yeah we don't want that yeah but yeah, no, I think it's definitely important to bring in a, a veteran goaltender uh, to back up or to or to start over McKenzie if, if he doesn't play well next year. And then I definitely think it's it's always good to to add another defenseman uh, if they don't think one of the guys from the AHL already. Obviously, you're going to be losing PK, and um, definitely think adding a, a top six winger would be a priority. So these are the free agents for goalie wise. You got Flurry, you got Koskinen. You got Darcy Kemper, Thomas Grice, Yaro Halak, Jonas Corpusello, Corey Schneider, Braden Holpe, Marty Jones, Jack Campbell, David Riddick, Casey DeSmith, Phoenix Copley, Colin D'Elia, uh, Brian Elliott is one that would would probably be a good backup or even starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of those really pop out. Um, I think they're either too old or been consistent. Goalies nowadays, like how many goalies are really consistent every single year? You know, you get about five, six good years out of them, then it seems like they fall off a cliff nowadays. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of just, you know, just, you know, throwing darts at a dartboard with a blindfold on. Um, you know, you're going to you're gonna have to try one of those guys out. Hopefully you you pick the right one. But, you know, in terms of that, there's, there's no one that really sticks out to me that I'm like, oh, that's definitely the guy. I was like that with Crawford two years ago. That was definitely the guy I was interested in. You know, obviously it didn't work out, but out of that list, I know a lot of people are interested in Corpus Salo, but I mean, he's been pretty terrible this year. Yeah, he hasn't really been decent. No, no. None of those guys really stick out to me. I'd have to look at it more, but um, no, you're going to have to sign one of them. Yeah, if we want to. Well, the whole thing is we want McKenzie to be healthy, so it's like. Yeah, that's the that, that, what do like we I, do? I, I, yeah, I've been saying it all year. Is that you know the, the best way for the Devils to get better at goaltending is for Blackwood to to play to the ability that we think he can. So with everything going on, um, I'm sure you've been getting phone calls. When does Orson Schoening re- renew Devil tickets? Renew Devils tickets? Oh, I don't know. 
see, see, just from a, just from a, well, one, I, I work in Newark right now, but you know, it's, I'm not in there every day. Um, so the, the thing with the Devils that, that, that frustrated me when I, I, I've had season tickets a couple times now, obviously, but, um, it sucks when you, you, uh, you go to a game against the Vegas Golden Knights on a Tuesday and you know that you're paying about like, you know, $39 a game averaged out and then you can get them on StubHub for six bucks. Yeah. That, that's what sucks. That's the part that sucks. And I don't, I don't know how many of you've sold or you've looked at, but it seems to me that lately the only ones that are worth money that you can make a little bit of money on are the home opener and the games against the Rangers. Yeah, that's if you're like a seller, that's those are the games. If you're a seller, yeah, like that, that's what, like, I'd be, I, I definitely would be it because, you know, they, that, there is some incentives. Um, I, I don't know if it's changed. I know that you have the nine buybacks that you could then apply um, to next it, year. It was six. It was that, six. Yeah. And now they're bringing it to eight. Oh, because last time I did it was nine. When I did it in, in, in 1920, it was nine. And now you're saying it's. It, oh, you know what probably happened? Because I, I just brought back two games because I got to work and I have a I have an event. Um, yeah. it said two of six to buy back, so maybe that w- that's probably the amount of home games that are left. That was. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's, that's probably why. why. Yeah, that's probably why. I, unless it, unless it changed. Um, yeah, I don't know. The last but... time I the last time I did it, it was nine, and then you could sell fifteen, um, and then you you know you wind up going to what is that? about that's 24 and there's you know there's yeah so you wind up going to about you know 20 ish um you know i don't see myself doing it right now um it, it's probably a, a good time to get in on it because you probably you know in five years the, the tickets are definitely gonna be more expensive than they yeah. are now um well my but, price went down so yeah well your price should have went down yeah well i've been there for 10 years i know people that uh got phone calls from from a rep and i think they were gonna pay like uh, three thousand dollars more than I do, so I think it varies on how long you're there for. Yeah, it varies on how three thousand dollars more than for one ticket or for or for the two. Uh, for two, or for two, I don't know how many. Three thousand dollars more for two. Yeah, mine was in uh in nineteen twenty. Mine was seventeen hundred for one. Which yeah. which really isn't that bad, but you know they're probably going to start jacking them up because they know that. They know that the, the team's moving in the right direction. Um, so, you know, if you are if, if you are someone that's interested in having devil season tickets at some point, probably this year is probably going to do it. And yeah. then, um, you know, if they're, if they're not great just yet next year, you know, to sell a good amount of them. But it's it, that's the crappy thing about about being in a you know in a smaller market like New Jersey is that um, you need to go to the games. You're not going to make a lot of return on your investment. And you know who who the hell wants to sell the, the games against the Rangers? You want to go to those? I games. don't. I lost my voice yeah, exactly. when I went last week. It was great. Yeah, you yeah you want to go to those games? I'm 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 hoping to go to the one next Tuesday because I still have some money on my account from the COVID year. Um, I haven't been since the home opener because I really I haven't really felt the need to go down there. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's the part that sucks about it is that if you want to make some money back, you have to sell the ones that you probably want to go to either being the games against the Rangers. Penguins, uh, I know that Flyers. yeah, the Penguins. They, yeah, but not even the Flyers anymore. The Flyers, that fan base is down the dumps right now because they've been terrible yeah. for a couple of years. Um, when I was – when I sold my ticket. I think there was a game against the Bruins on New Year's Eve that they wanted a shootout uh, that I was able to make a little bit of money on. And then Chicago, um, usually you're able to make a little bit of money on too because, you know, they have a, a big national fan base. Um, that's what it seems to be though, is the, the home opener and a couple you know, a couple games here and there. But the thing that sucks is that then when you play the Columbus Blue Jackets on a Thursday, um, you know, you could probably get them on stub up for 10 bucks. Yeah. Which that's the unfortunate part about it. But if you're going to get devil season tickets, um, definitely do the nine buybacks for the games you, you don't want to make it out to. So you can apply to your account next year. Um, but you need to go to most of them if you want to, if you want to, make it worthwhile yeah well you can always make money on the playoffs but i don't want to miss a playoff game yeah exactly exactly and who, and who wants to do that who wants to yeah who's gonna to, miss the playoffs that? yeah i mean and, and mind you even when the devils were, were playing well with you know with kovalchuk and parise and Brodor and Eliash, i mean you could still get tickets for six bucks on a, on, a, on a weekday game so i don't know if they're ever gonna be a hot ticket on the weekdays 
Um, so that's just something you have to know going into it. But there are, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think the incentives are, are fantastic. I mean, I don't know if you disagree with that, but I mean, you get the signing. What do you get? You get merchant some merchandise discounts. Yeah, right? uh, discounts. Sometimes then, they give you like a food voucher. So I, I got voucher, I got three hundred dollars uh, worth this year. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I mean, listen, the team has been terrible. Like, well, your entire tenure as a season ticket holder, they've been garbage. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, we just had the um, we had the first Stanley Cup final in uh, eleven twelve. Then we missed the playoffs for like six seven years. Went to the the playoffs in seventeen eighteen. Yeah, and surprisingly, I saw games. I saw that invoice. If we made it all the way to the cup, I only would have paid like fourteen hundred for the whole playoff. Yeah, that's not bad. Because for that's the that's not bad. The two Tampa Bay game, the two Tampa Bay games, I only paid like thirty three dollars a ticket. Well, that's when you make out too is the the playoff games because I remember back in two thousand twelve, um, the. The game against the, the the game against the Rangers, game six, I paid two hundred and twenty dollars per for that, and then the Cup final game was one hundred and eighty dollars per. So they, these are <laughs> very expensive tickets. Yeah. So that's that's when you make out when you have a consistent playoff team. You make you know that's when you make out in the uh, you know if you're the Penguins and you have season tickets for the Penguins, you're going to be paying much less than someone would be on the you know, on the secondary market. And even even they sell they sell the playoff strips too, but you get a discount on that as well. Yeah, well, even if we went to the cup in seventeen eighteen, I think I would have paid like sixty per ticket, so that was pretty good. No, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely really good. All right, that's so, what it makes out. Yeah. So before we conclude in like ten minutes or so, I want a year by year. You don't have to give me like the whole uh, prediction or what. You could just say where you think we finish. So. Obviously, we know where we are this year, but I want to do like a, a five-year plan. So where do you see us starting in 23-24? No, wait, 20, 22-23, 23-24, 24-25, 25-26, and 26-27. Where do you see us in a year-by-year basis? I think next year... I think that people will be fired if they are not at the very least in it until the last day of the season. Um, I think next year, I'm trying to look at, you got to hope that some of these teams start to fall off. I've been, I've been hoping on to the, the hope that Washington and Pittsburgh would eventually fall off. It doesn't look like they're ready to do that just yet. Um, you know, Carolina is, is a buzzsaw. The Rangers have a lot of good players. They have some youth too. Um, Boston may start to slow down at some point. Yeah, they should. Um, they should well, slow Wa- down at some point. The Washington's Islanders, looking Islanders like they're I'm not big on. Washington's yeah, looking like, like they're, they're slowing down off. a little bit. They're starting to slow down a little bit. Um, Columbus, I don't think has a star power. I think they're just usually they're just always a tough a tough out. Um, trying to see, Boston could start falling off at some point uh, now that Bergeron's getting up there. Um, but then, but then, you know, they're going to have teams that are going to fill in because Detroit is starting to pick it up. Buffalo has had a lot of draft capital after the last couple of years. And they're Ottawa's looking good lately. Of, yeah, Ottawa is, is going to bring in a lot of guys. I mean, you know, yeah, Buffalo, yeah, exactly. Buffalo has been better than Devils this year. That's crazy. Who would have thought? So, who would have thought, yeah. So, um, I think that the Devils need to be, like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll make a prediction of they're going to be eighth as in just sliding into the playoff picture. I think after that, uh, that's when you're going to start seeing them compete for that 2-3 spot. I, I do think that we, we could, uh, towards the end of the years that you gave, you know, could be competing for the top of the Metropolitan. Um, but I definitely think that next year, at a minimum, I think you need to be in the playoff. You need to be fighting for a playoff spot until the last day. Um, and then after that, after next year, I think that you need to be pretty consistently fighting for the the top three spots in the division, which I think they will be able to do uh, because in, you know, in two years, Pittsburgh and Washington theoretically should be pretty, you know, should eventually start falling apart a little bit. Um, you know, the only team in our division, which, which is Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, Columbus, the Islanders, New Jersey, Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has way too much to do. I think they have way too many holes. 
the Islanders are only getting older. Um, Columbus doesn't really have star power. Washington is going to start breaking down eventually. Hopefully Pittsburgh will as well. Um, you know, it's going to be Carolina Rangers that we're going to be fighting with. I think that we should be, those are the three teams that we should be competing for the division with after next year. I don't think we're going to be there next year. Um, but the year after, as in the 23-24 season, we should, that should be the beginning of us competing consistently for the top of the division. I agree. I think that, I think that should be where we should be uh, sitting at. Yeah. Uh, depending on what the Devils do next year, I think it's possible that it's going to be playoffs or bust for them. If they don't make the playoffs, then I think you might you, like, I don't, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with, with rough yet. Um, if, if they do bring him back for some reason next year, I think you, you, if they didn't make, if they don't make the playoffs, you'd be gone. Um, I think so. I probably would make going another direction anyway, personally. Um, but uh, I, I, don't, I think if they don't make the playoffs next year, then you're probably looking at coach and you're probably looking at general manager too. Again. Again. Yeah. Well, happens. But I think at that point, you know, there, there's been so much losing here. If the owners have any spine and, you know, they gave a damn about the team, um, you probably have to start looking at, at um, you know, moving some management positions around if they don't make the playoffs or if they're not fighting, if they're in the spot that they are in now next year, they're going to be, there's going to be a whole self change in the organization. All right. So for, let's do an over under next year, who -hmm. will have more wins, the Buffalo Sabres or the New Jersey devils? Uh, I'm going to go with the devils um, because I think that Buffalo, while they will have a really good team, eventually, I think that some of our top players are going to be more ready to go than theirs so i will think i will say the devils will be a better team next year who wins the stanley cup first the new jersey devils or the new york rangers i mean i'm going to say the devils because i'm never going to admit that that they're going to win a cup (laughs) yeah neither will i um i mean i i did i did have them as my sleeper cup team this year that's looking pretty good yeah you did i remember that yeah so um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because with, with the Rangers, they have a lot of good players. They obviously have Fox, they have Shesterkin, they have, um, Panera and they have Zibanejad and, you know, some of their younger players are looking pretty good, but they're two main ones, Lafreniere and, and, and Capo. Um, you can't whiff on, on those kind of players. And, you know, Capo, I, I think is, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, throw them in the trash, but I don't, I don't see a, a top six player there. Um, Lafreniere, I'll give one more year. Uh, I think that, you know, he, he should be, he should be performing better than he is because, you know, every, everyone got on Jack for not, you know, being a house on fire when he got into the league. And, and Lafreniere is only, I think, four months younger than him and a much bigger body. Um, so, you know, uh, you, they might have whipped on those guys. I don't know. I don't know. I have more hope for Lafreniere than, than Capo, but um It'll depend. It'll, if Shesterkin keeps it, you know, you know how it goes. If hot goaltending can win you a Stanley Cup, so mm-hmm. uh, for the Rangers this year, at the very least, I think if if Shesterkin has three or four not so great games, they could lose a series. Yeah, that's true. So I think they're very we, reliant. We, on, we on saw it last Tuesday against the, the Devils. Yeah, he's 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 been a little shaky lately. I mean, he kind of picked it up in the last week, but for a couple games prior. Uh, you know, around that that Devils game, the game before, a couple games before that, uh, his, his save percentage was in the, the I think the high eight nineties, so it went down a little bit. Um, I, I think the Devils took him out of the heart conversation, to be honest. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but yeah, that was such yeah. a great game. It was it was two to nothing, and well, the atmosphere felt like a playoff game because you're you're walking yeah, around but- the. You walking around the arena, you could barely get through because it's packed. Um, it's packed with Raiders fans yeah. too, and then I think the Devils fans are, you know, are usually pretty offended when the Devils are bad <laughs> and the Rangers are good. So obviously, I mean, like, listen, it sucks that this is the case, but you know, that's our that's our playoff win for the year is beating the Rangers yeah. in the regular season, which is unfortunate. That that's it's unfortunate, but that's that's my playoff. But, so yeah, that's our playoff. So you're gonna get up for it. and You're gonna be loud for it. But yeah, um, it was. That's why I want to go. That's why I want to go next week because you know. Yeah, it was um, great. Look, listen, the Rangers are those game like those are the best games to go to back back in the 
the mid to late 2000s. I mean, those were awesome to go to. <laughs> Especially May 25th. So, what was that? Ex oh, yeah, May 25th. Yeah, especially May 25th. Yeah, yeah you're going to post that online again, the uh, the 10th anniversary of living in the past? Yeah, well, I watch every playoff game. Oh, God. So start, <laughs> starting, I think, April 10th, I'm going to watch every game of 2012. Uh, we, need, we, need some, we need to be watching some actual Devils playoffs. Yeah, we April. do. Hopefully it's Thanks. the start yeah. soon. But, yeah, yeah. Back, back to my point on Tuesday, it was great because you would – I mean, it wasn't great for me because you would get up. You would be like, let me get something to eat. You would see the lines are packed. So I, I tell Matt Friedis, I'm like, good luck to me. I'll go back later. I never got my food. So it was uh, it was pretty busy. But it was so yeah. great. Every time we scored, you should have seen how everyone just stood up, chaired. It was so loud. It felt like it felt like 2007, 2018 when we made the playoffs. That's yeah, how, I mean, you're that's how great that game was and how great we played. I think another combination, too, is that the guys that were scoring were the guys that are going to lead this team in the future. Jack had two. Yeah, I think Jesper just read one. Did Nico have one? I think so. I know. I think Yeager had one too. Oh, Mer Mercer, Mercer, hell yeah, Yeager had that snipe at the end of the second, and then Mercer uh, had one too. Listen, a lot of the, the Devils' core was was the reason why they won that game. A lot of the young core uh, played really well that game. And listen, you're uh -huh. always going to get up to the Rangers games. Uh, the, I've always said the real Ranger fans go to go to the games at Prudential Center because it's affordable as opposed to the MSG. Uh huh. Um, so. Uh, so that's good atmosphere. The, the, those are always good games, no matter if the Devils are bad, if the Rangers are bad. They're always they're always fun games. Um, definitely definitely worth going to. Um, and like I said, people are excited about the Devils. I mean, we have a legitimate All Star on, on our team, and Jack. Um, you know, people are excited about the future of the Devils and playing a team like the Rangers, that obviously age rival. They're having a really good year. You love to see the Devils, you know, play well against them. Oh, I can't wait for Tuesday. I had people laughing because I started chanting Marty's better after, like, the fourth goal. Marty's better after Yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> that was like that was like a Marty versus Lundquist thing. I think that, we got to retire that one, I think. Yeah, but still, Marty's going to be better than any other, any other Ranger. Well, Marty's going to be better than any other goalie. Yes, he is. The GOAT got us three yeah. cups. Uh yeah, you don't you won't see that again where a goalie plays like seventy five plus games. That that's no, that's no, which Marty. is probably why yeah, which is probably why it's unlikely that his record ever gets even close to. I don't I don't think that I mean you look at Flurry, Flurry was on the Penguins for all those years and he just got to, what did he just get, five hundred this year? Uh, I think he's at five fifteen. Yeah, he's at five fifteen. Um, you know, he's not gonna touch uh, you know, six ninety two. He's not gonna get anywhere near that. Yeah, you know, he's he not a, like, like you need like he's what is Flurry like thirty six, thirty seven. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he, and he's the last of the the generation that played all these games too. See, it's it's going to so, be hard for anyone to break that record. I don't care. It's going to be hard for it's going to be hard for anyone. And then you think about Marty. It, there was no ties, and he missed a year of the lockout. He had an injury. Uh -huh. Like Marty would have Marty would have had eight hundred wins. And it's different. A lot of these goalies that come up. They're like 24, 25, 26, maybe 23. Yeah, that's Marty yeah, came that's up. Him. He was what, 20? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was drafted in 1991 as an 18-year-old and then his first full year was the uh the 93-94 season. So yeah, he was uh he was 21, I believe. Yeah. Nothing like Martin Brodor. Yep. Definitely. I wish he won the cup in uh, twenty twelve, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't we all? Definitely. Well, don't the fans got the cup, so we got. What the, was that? The fans yeah. got the cup though when we beat the Rangers, so that was our no, Stanley that's Cup. No, that's not our Stanley Cup. Please stop saying. No, that's what <laughs> that just makes us look so bad. That's what Marty said in the in an. No, I mean, listen. He's like I mean, for listen, the fans. That's their Stanley Cup. No, that was big. That like that was beating the Rangers was big, but like it would have been so much more impactful if we would have won the cup that year because you know the Rangers could always say like, oh yeah, you beat up like that. I think that was the best Rangers team. I think that they had a really legitimate shot at beating the Kings if they if if we uh, didn't beat them. Um, that was probably the Rangers' best team. So um, you know we were able to win. Unfortunately, we weren't able to. The, the Kings were were bad out of hell that year. I think any other team we were going to beat. 
in the entire league. Yeah, the Coyotes. Oh, well, that would have been that would have been. The NHL probably would have just canceled the Stanley Cup Finals at that point. <laughs> well, game one went to overtime. Game two went to overtime. Uh, yeah, then game they got three. Pierce. Game three sucked. Game four, we won. Uh, yep. game, game five, five we won. won, and then game six that uh, we know. Yep, yep, yep. But the future is bright. That's all I got to say. We got Hughes, Hughes, share Brat. Hopefully, we hoist yep. another one. And we're yeah, and we're opening up the uh, the window now. I mean, the Devils at that point we had an older Eliash, Parisian, and uh, and Kovalchuk were in their late twenties at that point. Parisian was twenty seven. I think Kovalchuk was twenty eight. Um, you know, Marty was older, Elias was older. Um, so, you know, that was a veteran team. So we're, we have a young team now that, uh, that should compete for many years. Oh, I can't wait. Orson. it's been a pleasure. Hopefully we get to see a cup. Yeah, that'd be nice. And that means you get to renew and come back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I might have to do it at that point. Right. Yep. Or, or give it a shot. If we make the playoffs and go on a run, get, get playoff tickets and then be like, Oh, hey. that, no, that, I, that for sure. I'll do. I'll always go to playoff games. Yeah. Who doesn't love the playoffs, especially when it's your favorite team and it's loud and everyone's there cheering. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Orson. Always a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. See you later. All right. Take care. That was Austin Shoning on the Doug Saravo Show, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting. Bet like Michael Lepore. We'll see you guys next time. Today is March 31st. Tomorrow is April 1st. And baseball will be starting within the next few days. Can't wait. Take care and God bless.